0: announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Lucha, Lucha, Lucha.
1: Congratulations, you played yourself. Oh,
0: yes! No! Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes! 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 yes. Oh, that is a disgusting act. Delete, 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 delete. You just made the list. couple Congratulations, you played yourself.
1: Yeah. her so that's why i can't scream that much yeah Ah uh, new child started show i'm leo that's mario
0: uh Leo the feels the deal the villain the station the anti-hero the iwc and my voice is perfectly fine might not <laughs> mr <Mister> rated r <laughs> uh sammy suplex is not in the building no no, no? He's not. I thought it was here. But this is still the Lucha Outsider Show, yeah. episode 152. Wow, 152 episodes.
1: I know. If you
0: miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you downstract with the podcast version of the show. It will be fancy. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, I app, Lowestradio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your
1: podcast needs. Almost. Almost. What up, Mario? What's up? What's up, bro? What's going on, man? <sighs> I don't know. I'm losing my voice, but hey, it's okay. I can still get through this. I mean, I sound we like were shaggy. just
0: talking for like a half hour, so be- <laughs> no, I mean, No, know I, I, I
1: keep, I keep trying to like hold it in, but it, it does hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta
0: switch to your radio voice. Yeah.
1: Hello, cómo le va? Buenas tardes. How are you? How's everything? This is the Lucha Outsider show at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: No? All, right. all right um <laughs> before we get into wrestling and stuff yeah. uh
1: man I, I hate doing i
0: hate starting the show this way but we got to say rest in peace to uh bullet bob armstrong
1: yeah man
0: he passed away at the age of 80 due to a uh, bone cancer mm-hmm. uh you know 80 years old he did live a, a pretty long life but 80 is still to the point where it's like man you could we could probably get another 10 years out of there yeah. you know what i'm saying But, uh, cancer is, you know, we, we've all been affected by cancer in some Mm -hmm. way, shape or form. Uh, we don't have to go into details with that, but you know, he had a, he had a strong legacy, uh, all his sons, all four sons, including, uh, Scott Armstrong, which he's now a a rep for the WWE and, and the road dog, Jesse James, his sons, you know, they've all been involved in wrestling and, you know, it's, 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 it's another loss in the wrestling world.
1: And, and especially in the wrestling world because we've seen people, you know, well into their older ages uh, taking bumps and uh, being part of wrestling, you know. So, but it, it, it does suck. Um, and again, I think we've had a couple of losses uh, this week also to cancer and everything. Um, but just, hey, what it shows you is just enjoy them when they're alive. Don't, uh, don't hold on to any grudges. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, but- uh
0: adding on to to that um not wrestling related but I think we'll be remiss if we didn't mention this uh, uh Chadwick Bosman yeah man uh uh Black Panther also Jackie Robinson um you know from the movie 42 mm-hmm. he passed away at a young age of 42 um right, no, 40 is it 42 or 43 um I I forget but uh man colon cancer another fucking um
1: and he was battling in uh in secrecy basically nobody knew about it you know what cra- you know what's crazy
0: too is by the way he died at 43 on uh 2 days ago so okay. it fucking sucks but uh, what's crazy about it is and this is kind of the, the negativity of us as humans how we live and how everything is oh like haha whatever one i had no idea this guy was battling no. cancer you know, yeah, I don't think years.
1: I don't think anybody had any idea. But people, last time he was on like on a Facebook live or an Instagram live, I believe, people were talking shit about how he had lost so much weight, this and that. Like, first of all, you don't know what the hell the person's going through for them to lose or gain the weight. So if right. you don't have anything and, to say, to shut me, the fuck up.
0: And to me, like, just, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think that. He was sick or anything. It's just sometimes as actors, right? And we've seen it in in a ton of movies. Yeah. Sometimes in actors, when they do like a certain part of the movie, or whatever, they sometimes go through weight changes. Of course. So I thought I didn't even think he was sick. I just thought like, oh, maybe he's doing a movie where he has to lose some weight. That's yeah, what I thought. I didn't think anything much of it, and this one definitely caught me by surprise because, man, in many ways, uh, he was an inspiration for a lot of uh. You know, not especially in Black culture, which is one of those words I don't like saying. But, mm-hmm. but just to any anyone that that, that is color, like Latinos uh, well, from different races, he was very inspiring, and the Black Panther movie was a was a work of art.
1: Oh, and, and that's that's where it is. So, and, and I know this is a wrestling show, so calm down. Um, but uh, that actually, like, it, it kind of transfers over to, to what happens in, in life. You know, um, when we look at Farouk, a lot of people forget Farouk was the first uh, African-American champion, world champion in, in any promotion. You know, with, uh, uh, with uh, Wakanda and with Black Panther, that was the first time after years of watching all these predominantly white uh, superheroes for you to have somebody be on a screen that looks like you. Right. But then also where it wasn't treated like a quote unquote black movie. It was treated as a movie, as a work of art, like you said. You know, it, it went up for some Oscars. It won um, because, again, Marvel saw and, and the Marvel executives saw the potential that it can have. And and I think right. that's why a lot of people were so connected with this and, and also why a lot of people were affected by this. Because, again, yeah, it, I was, it came out of left field.
0: Listen, we lost it. Black Mamba and Black Panther in the same year, bro. Yeah. Kobe and Chadwick, we lost in the same year. Yo, fuck mm-hmm. 2020
1: and fuck him. <laughs> to whoever said I want 2020 because then that means I'm going to have perfect vision, your vision is blurred. Uh, no, I, just... posted, I posted a meme <laughs> on my personal
0: page a long time ago. It was like a couple months ago. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, you know, going into 2020, like, yo, this is going to be my year, my year. And you get the big congratulations yeah. you played yourself because it ain't nobody's year
1: no no and, and well i mean if you have a multi-million dollar company and you're still making money then yeah okay this is your year but uh 99 of the world uh no it's not my year so okay dale. let's
0: uh let's try to change the, the mood you know let's try to change the mood on this show but before we do give me a minute
1: Hashtag is rebel time. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, look, I I actually prepared something for today. Hold on. It's energizing drink time.
0: No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Hold on. Hold, hold
1: on. Hold it's brand new. I got this new. No,
0: no, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. You know, that's fine. you drinking a rebel. is fine. But no. what I'm trying to say. I'm taking an energy think- drink.
1: An energy drink. I didn't say Red Bull. Don't you but it does give you, you should have popped your <laughs> Red Bull with me? Because I've been
0: doing this for how long? I've been doing this hashtag Red Bull time since COVID started. But,
1: but this is not a Red Bull. This is an energy drink that gives you wings. That's totally a Red different. Bull, Leo. Totally different. <laughs> it's that's a like, Red Bull, Leo. That's like uh, Arachnaman <laughs> in WWE. That was not like Spider-Man. It, it's a Red Bull unless you put, like, one of them casings
0: and you're drinking a white cloth. To, you know the, the casings? yeah, yeah. yeah. They you know you that people do while they're drinking alcohol. So <laughs> I got it. Hold on, I got it. There
1: you go. It's shofu volleo time. There you go. Sponsored by show Woleo. <laughs> <fucked, man>. <laughs> okay.
0: So it's practically gonna be impossible to talk about everything that happened the last week. So we're just gonna cover the major stuff. If you're one of these slap that goes like, Whoa, well are you guys gonna talk about like if you if you mention it on the on the <laughs> on the chat yeah. I'm going to purposely not talk about it. All right. So According just wait, to Dave Meltzer the show, and just listen to what we got to
1: say. Speaking of the chat, what up to Jessica Hoffman, our bro fat mania. Yeah. He was saying he was 43 when we were talking about Black Panther. Uh, What up to him? What up to Chris Brown and Kenneth Dinkins. Uh, they're also there. And what's up to our boy, Chris Wren, who his birthday was this week, all the way from Maryland.
0: That's right, man. Uh, Happy belated to Chris
1: yeah. Wren. Hey. Uh, friend
0: of the show. All right. Hey, hey, we're, on about- we're on
1: time. We're on time because we're here today. You
0: know? Right Okay so <laughs> real quick I did want to mention this uh, We were talking about this off air New Japan did have a show yesterday Summer Struggle uh, Tattooing Naito did regain the dual championship The Intercontinental um, And IWGP Heavyweight Championships Yeah. I did a post Because I watched the show late I did not watch it live And don't get me wrong Naito's my guy I love Naito yeah. And I'm happy that he did ga- ga- regain the titles And he finally got his moment Because he, if we remember At Wrestle Kingdom He didn't get his moment Because mm-hmm. Kenta attacked him Yeah I'm happy for all that. I kind of wish that this would have just been for the heavyweight title and not the IC title. Okay. I don't like, I'm not a fan of both championships being defended at the same time. Okay. And like
1: a a winner take all type of thing.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And like, and Evil's been doing such a great job. Like, don't get me wrong, he's always been a talented wrestler. But with this whole new like gimmick change and bullet club, Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. He's been really impressive, and I kind of wish he would have still been holding the title. Yeah, he's nice. a main guy now. He is a main eventer, but I just kind of wish that Naito would have only won the heavyweight championship and okay. Evil would have still been the IIC champion. That's it. Nonetheless, I thought the show was mm-hmm. great. Uh, the main event was awesome, and there was a lot of good matches on that, so uh, if you guys haven't uh, done so, definitely check out. New Japan Summer Struggle at in Jingu Stadium, which is their yeah. baseball stadium out in Japan.
1: And and you know what? Uh, and to your point with the IC title and and the heavyweight title, like yeah, in theory, right? The, like I tell my wife, like I love, uh, I miss you in theory, right? Because then when she's here, I can't stand her. But in theory, uh, Naito taking both titles sounds good, right? It right. looks good. But what do you do from there? Like, what is your next step? What is your next logical step? You have to have him lose. And him being a champion and have him lose is going to make him look weak. So, a- again, you're right. Just do it for the one title. You can have that secondary title. Kind of have two storylines at the same time, you know? with with That way you give another wrestler a chance for them to shine and be part of this. But, again, in theory, it sounds good. But what do you do now?
0: Nigel did, has said... Sen- in interviews, even before he regained the championships, that what he wanted to do when he won both titles is defend them separately. But yeah. when he was in his first run as champion, even though it was like only like a month, and then we got COVID, and then he defended it again, and then that's when he lost to Evil, he's been defending them together. So I really do hope that he defends them separately.
1: Yeah. No, and and, and again, you have to because and, – and, and I know we're jumping all over the place. So when you had Oscar. Uh, going against both Bailey and and uh, Sasha Banks, okay. Storyline it made sense, but what if she had won both of them? You know what I mean, right? So in theory, it it sounds good. In theory, it looks good, but what do you do after that? That's what I'm talking about. Like what 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 is your next logical step in this whole thing? Um, right. So again, I hope that that they find a way because New Japan's always been an innovator in finding things and doing things a little bit different. So maybe they come up with something because I don't like that whole relinquishing the belt like Keith Lee had to do. You know, like, hey, well, I just won the a, championship. Well,
0: that's, a, that's a great segue, Leo, because the next person we're going to talk about is Keith Lee. Cause Check this out, bro. There's been a lot of controversy with Keith Lee this week with uh-huh. him losing the NXT championship, him making his Raw debut. They put him in a weird outfit, his theme song. So let, let's he break everything down. He had a skirt. Down. All right. Let's, let's break. Let's, okay, before you lose your shit, Leo. Oh let's God. break this all down. Let's break this all down. So we watched Takeover 30 this past weekend.
1: Killer Cross. I
0: thought. I thought Keith Lee and Karrion Cross for a big man match. I yeah. thought they they. Whew, they exceeded.
1: They exceeded I, expectations. I,
0: I I thought this, and not saying that both can't work, it's not that, but sometimes with big man matches, sometimes because of their size, they they can't really perform like a Gargano and Ciampa. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it's like a big guy and little guy, it's a little bit different because you have that balance there. When sometimes you have two big guys, it's kind of hard what you're going to get out of that. And I think both guys delivered. We got to praise Karrion Cross because during the match, he just dis- uh, injured his shoulder, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about that injury in a little bit, but let's just focus on Keith Lee. So Keith Lee drops the NXT Championship to Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Karrion Cross is now your new NXT Champion. They ran a promo package at SummerSlam yeah. where Keith Lee was going to make his debut on Raw. So what do we do instantly as a fan base? We get excited. Like, Oh wow. He drops the title, but Hey, he's going to make his debut on raw. Let's see what happens. And I was very optimistic. I was not thinking of anything. I wasn't (laughs) thinking they were going to change him. I was not thinking of nothing. Okay. Now, Oren comes out for a promo. Uh Oren did defeat drew. um, No, Oren did lose to drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Oren did come out and, out comes Keith Lee. So you hear the bask in his his little intro. Mm-hmm. And then it's some generic <sighs> WWE video game theme song. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. And check this out. At first, he was still wearing his hoodie. Yeah. So I didn't see his new ring attire yet. Like, I know some people caught it. What just drove me nuts was like, yo, they changed this man's theme song. Mm-hmm. So he comes out. And let me tell you something, guys. His promo was not good. It was very cartoony. It was very early 90s type, like generic promo. Like, they called me the limitless one. It was just
1: like, like, hi, buddy.
0: People people don't talk like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, he was talking like if he was like a superhero and not even a cool superhero at that. Yeah. Like, it was just very. You know how we talk about you know how Sam and I have talked about in the past like when you talk from your heart and you believe what of you're course. saying or when you're talking from the head and you don't believe what you're saying
1: What well, when it you're, felt play- like that when you're playing that was a promo that was
0: coming from your head
1: Yeah Well and 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 that's the thing so uh, so again th- there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to go through because now that that NXT is is a viable uh entertainment right now, you're emotionally invested in these characters. You're emotionally invested right. in the music. You're emotionally invested in the attire. So, the second that WWE changes that on you, it's World, world War Three. Now and,
0: the, and and listen, no. there, there is reasons why there were certain changes, and we're going to get to that, too. There, there are some reasons that did come out for the changes, but I like how the WWE diehards, the WWE defenders, instantly attack people that... Are, that are emotionally invested in someone's character and the way they were displayed on TV, like whether it's a theme song or ring attire, yeah. and their instant reaction is like, well, he's, he's that good. He's still going to get himself over. It's not okay. bad. When you're emotionally invested in someone, you're going to care when you get some of these changes, whether it's a theme song, whether it's ring attire, the way he does a promo, because that's not the, the yeah. promo he cut on Monday. That's not it's him. It's not... What, that's not him. Mm-hmm. That's not what we've been hearing from him in no. NXT. That's not him at all.
1: No, I, and, uh, uh, what, okay. So anyway, so talking about uh, Keith Lee, right? Sometimes changes are good, right? But what happens is, and this is where you see kind of see the disconnect in somebody, if somebody doesn't have the perfect body type, what do you do? You put them in a, in a in a onesie, you know. You put them in that in that Andre the Giant uh onesie looking, right? Because what that's supposed to do is supposed to hide their belly, this, this, and that, right? Now, don't forget dusty with polka dots. Well, but, but that was a personal thing, and a lot of people forget that about that. That was a rip. <laughs> that, that was like, hey, if you're so good, you can get over with polka dots. Well, you know what? He got over with polka dots, but that's not the the point. The point is this: you have. Take 100% of your WWE stake, if you will, right? Of what you're emotionally invested in, right? We know of Keith Lee because we followed him. We've actually got to see him live. We're able to see him in the indies. So we know what he can do. So with us, he's over, right? But we are about a 5% of what the total audience is. So yeah, he could be over with us. He could be good with us. But then you have to show him to the to this new crowd to these new kids to these new adults that have never seen keith lee to these new people that have never watched NXT, to these new people that have no idea who he is all they do is they see a big guy you know what i mean so yeah sometimes it changes and and i like his answer to all this
0: all right he did respond so before we get to his uh his tweet and his response it, it, he did have a he did have a quick cup of coffee with Randy Orton on Monday Night Raw. It did get interrupted by Drew uh, McIntyre. Yeah, and and you could tell Randy see something in Keith because he sold for him. Yeah, all right? But just I guess you see these changes and we instantly think like, oh, here goes Vince again, changing shit. And we have the right to feel that way because we've seen it in the past with so many other people. Yeah. So it did come out later in the week. I think it was on Tuesday. It did come out that the reason we got the, the theme song change is because CFO, which they were, they were the, the people, the group of people that were yes. doing the music for WWE. Apparently they signed like a terrible publishing deal. So now WWE is like making some of these superstars. So Keith Lee's is not going to be the only one mm-hmm. making a lot of these superstars change their theme song. The only issue with that is, is if you knew this was happening, and you knew you were gonna call Keith Lee up, or not even—I don't, I don't even like saying that. If you knew you were gonna move him to Raw, yeah, don't you think you would have been better prepared? Like, hey, listen, we're gonna call you up, we're gonna move you to Raw. I think we need to—we need to do do a different theme song for you. Mm-hmm. Not give us this generic shit. Yeah. And apparently, is a lot of these wrestlers have been told to change their theme songs, and they're not they're not playing ball cuz they think the music is trash. We listen, we need Jim Johnson back, okay? That's who we need. We need yeah. Jim Johnson
1: back. Yeah, and okay, so and theme music has a lot to do with it, right? So the way that I see it, right, the theme song is the trailer to your movie, right? Right. So in wrestling, the, that theme song, when you hear, you know, the the glass shatter, when you hear, <laughs> you know, the the gong, You know what's coming, right? So what you need to do is you need to have, it kind of goes hand in hand. To this day, Shawn Michaels could walk out to I'm a Sexy Boy and you're going to dance to it. You know what I mean? Because, again, it has to do with his character. With the way you should have done it, and you're right. You should have seen this. Okay, we're going to call you up in a month. Let's change the song now. But let's, let's put something on why you had to change your song. Not all they, of a sudden they, change
0: they, it. They, WWE, for 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 a company that is making all these money deals and shit, they have they they're doing things like they they they're moving with the times, especially in the COVID era that we're living yeah. in, right? Which I praise them for that. And we're gonna talk about Thunderdome Thunderdome in a little bit oh, also. I got but, my,
1: I got my thoughts on that shit. Go. <laughs> okay.
0: But man, it's like you're not even well prepared to even like. Yeah. To move this guy, it, like, what do you think the reaction was going to be? It was going to be negative. And then you change his attire. Now, now, when it comes to his attire, mm-hmm. I understand why a lot of people are pissed off about it, right? Yeah. I'm not necessarily – like, I don't need to see him in that attire. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily bother me too much. But I think it's stupid. Why change his attire? I think yeah. it's dumb. I don't think – I think the the attire was – for me, the attire was very unnecessary.
1: What do you mean? The like skirt? he's a big,
0: like he's a big guy. Who cares if he's a big guy? Nah. You know,
1: Vince cares. He's a monster if he's a big in the guy. ring. Who gives a shit? Okay, but but, that, but that's the thing. Monster, right? Let us look at let, let's look at the different monsters that we've had in the WWE, right? So Yokozuna was a big guy. He wasn't like he didn't look strong, like as far as muscle strong, right? But he was still a big guy, right? I think the the the, the kind of the the blowback or whatever, or the the kickback that you get from Keith Lee, is that yeah he's a monster, but he's in between that that dad bod and you know a big guy, a husky guy, like if he had muscles, forget it. Like you could you could push him to the moon because that's what the look that Vince likes, and we know this because we've watched wrestling for years, right? right. So the how do you kind of make that look that he has when he comes down to the ring with that cutoff shirt? Like, that shirt would have been better if he wears that Limitless one that he has, the Limitless Legion one. That yes. would have been a better look for him to have in the ring. Like, to me, he just looks like... Remember when Dean Ambrose used to wear the same shirt? Yeah. Huh? He huh? just looks like a bloated Dean Ambrose. I just,
0: I just think the change was unnecessary. But apparently, you know, tonight we're having another, another pay-per-view. And apparently, yeah. uh, he will be debuting a new theme song. And I'm, and I'm hoping... And I'm hoping that he goes back to his regular tights. And if he doesn't, then guys, we're just gonna have to get used to his new attire. That's it. Well, that, but he did. Um, yeah, he did respond to uh, the the fan uproar on, on Twitter, and I thought his response was very well put. Just like the, the dude is a very well spoken dude. But then you have the WWE defenders, right? The diehard that accept everything. He tr- they, they try to like spin that and make it see like, oh, look at look at uh, Keith Lee responding to these marks it's like, no, he's responding to his his fan base. Of course. That are mostly invested to him and telling
1: the his fan base that everything's going to be OK. So if he, what he's doing if you didn't have him come out and say something. Right. Let's just say, you know, kayfabe time, you don't talk, you don't say anything. Right. Then that would have been worse. And and I tell you this: there, the WWE and and wrestling as a whole is getting away with a lot of stuff, because there's no fans, because there's right. no fans in the stands. You know what? If if there was an issue, you would have heard about it already. You know, like and and I know we're going to talk about uh, Th- Thunderdome in a little bit. But you wanna,
0: do you want to talk that? Do you want to talk about
1: Thunderdome
0: next before we talk about Carrying Cross's injury?
1: Yes, and this okay. and this is why, right? I'm a soccer guy. Go figure, right? No, do you wanna do you wanna just
0: throw in a cheap plug there, Leo?
1: No, show for Leo. No. You guys can follow me everywhere. But I'm a soccer guy, <laughs> right? And I've been watching soccer with no fans, right? For like the last three months, four months, right? Now, I've also I've also played the video games, right? All soccer did was take the sound from the video games and put it into their broadcast, right? The only difference is they did not try to fuck with our intelligence, right? They said, okay, this is the audio, but we're going to have a couple of people dedicated to make this feel the way it's supposed to feel. So if the home team misses a goal, then you're going to hear, ooh, or you know what I mean? Like, Like they add to the experience. This whole Thunderdome shit, all they did was an excuse for them to put their video game uh, sound into your broadcast, right? How fa- How is it that the fans that are on a delay, and we know because we have a delay here with the people that listen to us, right? With the chat. How is it that as soon as the music hits, they start, like, cheering, but then when you point to the camera, like, to them, like they're not moving. Like some guys like, you know, like that. You got one guy, you know? So, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, dude,
0: it's, it's, it's fucking true. I I think, so this is, so, okay. So what I've read about the Thunderdorm is apparently there's a director that tells the people when to react, right? There's a, so okay, okay but, but I, listen, I have no, I have no interest. To, to doing the thunder, do right? I have no interest at all. There's
1: still a I have delay. No,
0: right, I have no interest in it. Right. So, yeah. uh, but apparently, from what I've read, is they have a like a like I guess a director that directs okay. like the audience to do certain shit. So that's why you saw, I believe on Monday yeah. when Drew McIntyre told the audience to give me a thumbs up, this feels cool or something like that. The audience actually did a thumbs up. Okay, but that's what I'm talking I think about. They, I like, think the I think the the, the director. director was like, all right, guys, thumbs up. <laughs> come out. on, come you on, know? guys.
1: Okay, but, but, that, but that's the thing, right? Don't... And my, and my throat got itchy right now. <laughs> but don't mess... Take a sip of your rubble, bro. No, <laughs> my, my energy drink brought to you by Shofu Boleo. I show Foo everywhere. It's, uh... What the hell did I call it? It's energy drink time, hashtag. Um, but this is the thing, right? So if we were to tell the people that are watching us right now, right? At this second, I want them to type here. Right now, as I keep going, we're gonna keep talking. Right there is a delay, it does not happen right right away. away. So, if Drew goes, Give me a thumbs up, then he's gonna be sitting there, right, with dead air until now. Because that's the delay, right? Right. That's the delay that you have. So, now again, don't mess with my intelligence when then there you go. Um, don't mess with my intelligence when you're telling me that these people. Are watching a live show with a delay, with a delay reaction, and that they're the ones that are clapping and yeah. uh, No, you're basically just pumping the audio.
0: Well, I think. Listen, the, the pumped audio is obviously there. Like we already, like I think, unless you're like one of these like that live in a kayfabe world you actually think that, that the audio is actually from the people. Like, I think we're all smart enough to know that the audio is like WWE, video okay. game, whatever. Okay.
1: I, P- put that, put that on our page. Put that on our page and do a poll and watch how many people are going to say that, no, that's actually the real life crowd.
0: Well, listen, if they actually think <laughs> that, they're going to get a big congratulations. <laughs> but 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 listen, the pe- I personally don't have a problem with the Thunderdome. Yeah. I think... Some of the characters we see on screen, it's ridiculous. Um, obviously, we've seen a lot of red flags already. We've seen some Chris KKK Benoit. members. We've seen Chris Benoit. We've seen somebody get beheaded. Um, we even got to see Kenny Omega the yeah. other night. And, <laughs> so, and, oh my
1: God, you want to go there? So, how stupid can people be? Like he's keeping the joke alive, and people are like, yeah, hey, right, hey, right, I, right, right. I told you, I told you, with him, my my eye told me with him.
0: The fuck out of here, man! I think my two biggest, I think, uh, what I the two uh visuals I marked out for was one. I think this past Monday there was like a Mario doll, like Super Mario was on the screen, and I think on that same episode on Monday there was like a GCW logo just like on the
1: screen, just chilling. Like uh, those uh, are the two things I marked out for. And I'm not mad at the fact that they're trying something, right? I'm not mad at that part. I'm mad at the part that where they're trying to force feed us, right? These reactions like, oh, everybody in the WWE Universe and Thunderdome. Because pay attention, they have not said WWE Universe. They always say Thunderdome. Like that word is not. Oh, now, yeah, that's the new thing. It's
0: not WWE Universe no more. Mm-hmm. It's a Thunderdome.
1: But if you look at it, right? Do not lie to me, right? Like in soccer, again, that's why I'm going back to it. Like, I kind of got immersed in it as the game went by because you're focused on what's happening on the field. But then when they will post to the crowd or when you get a shot where you're supposed to see the crowd, you didn't see any people there. Some of them like CGI people there, whatever. Anyway, I'm okay with that because throughout, like before the game starts, they tell you, audio for this match, since there's no fan, is brought to you by such and such, Right. The the flat out lie that the WWE is trying to throw to us as fans, right, is is disrespectful. Like you expect me to sit there and 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 think that all these people are in unison that have never met each other. That again, all you're looking at is at a camera or maybe a screen. You're not there. Like, tell me why Matt Riddle comes down to the ring, and he goes, you, you, you. Like, the one camera for that one guy is going to be there. You know what I mean? I, I'm, su- yeah. I'm surprised you're this hot about it, bro. Like, I didn't, I didn't because, think
0: you were this hot about because it. Because
1: it's it's a technical thing, right? It's a technical no, no, it,
0: thing. It, Leo, I get it. I get it, because a lot of people are not necessarily a fan of it. I I personally, me personally, <laughs> right, I, I really don't have a problem with the Thunderdome. Yeah. I, I think it does from, like, a... If I'm looking at it from a performer standpoint, mm-hmm. I think it does help them out that they actually have well, people are legit watching them. Visually. The only tweak I would do to yeah. the gimmick, this is my only tweak that I would do to the gimmick, is we can still have the audience, the virtual audience in the Thunderdome. Yeah. But I think we still also need to have, like, a couple of NXT people, like, around, like, yeah. at Ringside 2 to add a little bit more of a live feel to it. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be my only tweak I would do mm-hmm. to it. Me personally, I don't have a, th- a problem with the Thunderdome uh, gimmick. I just find it hilarious with some of the things that pop up. I think yeah. WWE needs to do a better job. And like I predicted uh, two episodes ago, or no, or maybe their last episode two mm-hmm. weeks ago, I predicted if you guys do something stupid in this Thunderdome gimmick, yeah. you will get fined. WWE will find you and you're going to get banned.
1: <laughs> so, and and again, we kind of talked about it like, hey, People are going to do stupid shit because they're wrestling fans, right? Mm-hmm. It, and they have. They've done some stupid stuff. Now, just just before people start going, oh, but Leo hates Thunderdome. No, visually, it's good. Visually, like you said, it does add to that that feeling where people are there. It doesn't feel like the performance center. Visually, is good. My problem is you cannot tell me that people are going to be, oh, while you have... Uh, um, you know that actually sounds like like a soccer game. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, but a, but a look, look at it and listen. Like, close your eyes when you're watching SmackDown again, and tell me it doesn't sound like like a soccer match. You can't have that while you have AJ Styles walk down. You know what I mean to Matt to Jeff Hardy. You know, like right. again, do not insult my intelligence. Like have
0: somebody I can't can't wait bro
1: I can't wait to type up
0: the info for this episode and I'm like Leo goes on full-fledged rant on the Thunderdome
1: and and that's the worst part because visually it's good the audio is what bothers me you know what I mean like even when I when I when I watch like the soccer games or when, when I play the the soccer games on like PlayStation right most of the time I bring down, like, the commentators because I like the sound of the field. Like, I like the sound of the ball. I like the sound of the, of the fans, you know, uh, rooting and shit. But this whole WWE experience, audio-wise, it sucks. Just saying. Uh, what up to Serge Obscure? What up to Chris Brown, Jessica Hoffman? Everybody is there. Go with that. All right, let's I'm talk done. about uh I'm done. I'm something
0: good. that is it's a it's very unfortunate. Let's talk about the Carrying Cross injury. So we talked about how Carrying Cross did defeat Keith Lee for the yeah, NXT Championship did. at TakeOver 30. Unfortunately, he got a, a shoulder injury. Uh there's a lot of rumors about the injury. It looks like he will be needing surgery. Uh the amount of time he potentially might miss will mm. be anywhere from 6 to 8 months. It's Damn. very similar to the uh, Finn Balor injury when he won the universal title. Remember when he won the universal title for yeah, Seth yeah. Rollins? Yeah. And then, what? Well, no, to crown the first ever universal champion and he was gone. So it's a very similar situation. And then he vacant the title um, this past week on NXT TV. Very unfortunate. I feel bad for the guy. Karrion Cross, to me, he's the full package, yeah. especially with uh, with his real-life girlfriend, Scarlett, as the pairing together, the entrance to his work in the ring, good his promos—like, like he's ready yeah. for Raw and SmackDown. Like, that's how good this dude is. Uh, we'll see what happens when he returns. But you know, for every bad news we get, somehow we get some good news too. Mm-hmm. They announced for this week at Super Tuesday—they're dubbing it Leo. They're calling it Super Tuesday because they won't be on Wednesday night. On Super what? Tuesday. Why are they
1: not going to be on Wednesday night? What is the they're showing the debate?
0: NHL, uh, the NHL games on USA?
1: Ah, okay, Dali.
0: That goes to so, show you how
1: much I've been watching wrestling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get a fatal four-way 60-minute Iron Man match to crown the NXT champion. I'm all it's gonna for be it. Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Tommaso Champa, Johnny Gargano. This has potential match of the year written all over it. And I will say this. If this would have happened, if this would this were to happen Wednesday night, NXT is win- winning viewership on of
1: Wednesday. Course. If if it would have happened on Wednesday night, then you would have had about two people watch AEW and about one point five million people watch this. Uh, I saw it on a, on a group somewhere where they were like, "This is the match for the NXT Hall of Fame." Like, if you look at these four guys, they're NXT. These yeah. these four guys are like if if you were building your your Mount Rushmore if you will cuz that that term is also thrown around a lot in wrestling. But if you were building your Mount Rushmore out of NXT, the at least 3 of these four guys are going to be in your in your Mount Rushmore. Any combination of the three. It's and, not all four. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. So now I like because we, I don't think we've ever seen a four-way sixty-minute Iron Man match. We've seen Iron Man matches. We've seen, I, you know, if
0: and listen, this is me. This is
1: like nerdy wrestling talk
0: right here, bro. I'm gonna take it way back. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, okay. If I'm not mistaken, come on. I think the first ever Ring of Honor World Championship, when it was decided, I think was in a a similar match like this if i could be i could be wrong here i think it was like a four-way iron man match to crown the first ever ring of honor champion i could be wrong iron man match it was a four-way
1: okay because i got to. and
0: i think and i think it was 60 minutes if i'm not mistaken
1: for the world championship
0: in ring of honor the first ever
1: because i'm looking here for the they had a tournament back in 2002 in uh, the finals was Loki, your favorite wrestler, against Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels went over.
0: Okay, so maybe, maybe it, it wasn't might be for, for another the first
1: time. time. Oh no, no, okay, better, 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 The history: Loki defeated Spanky, Christopher Daniels, and Doug Williams in a 60-minute, 60 min- 60 60-minute Iron Man match to become. <laughs> You're right.
0: You're right. Hey, 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 You're hey right. Leo. I'm just a talker.
1: That's just what I do. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I'm out. That's it. I quit. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what? so okay, so
0: um we did, see, we, did, we did see a couple of changes this week on NXT. Tomaso Ciampa didn't make his return and, and it looks like he's gonna be he's he's full heel now. I think yeah. heel Ciampa is best for business. Yes. But who do you see walking out of here as NXT champion?
1: So we got people here on the chat already saying uh I see Ciampa winning the match, it's hard to pick, they're all good. Yes, they are all good, but we need to see like storyline wise, like where do you go, right? So you always have that Gargano and Champa, right, where they could just go on their own and, and you know, have a, a, a feud for the hundredth time, which I'm okay with because it never feels like the last feud. You know what I mean? Like, as wrestling fans, we're tired of seeing Cena and Orton because it always feels like the same Cena and Orton. With Ciampa and Gargano, every, every chance that we've had of them going at each other has always been something different. Something that we that we haven't seen before. That's why it feels fresh. You have Adam Cole with this whole you know Pat McAfee shit. If they're still going to pull that off, so if we do it by process of elimination, I'm going with Balor. I'm going with Balor, and and the way you use Balor, heel Balor, like you said, with heel Champa, heel Balor is good for business because they're not. I think what in- I think what's interesting
0: about this match is like there's not like in this match, there's not really a legit baby face in theory. And let me explain. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano has been doing like this whole, the Gargano way gimmick where he's been like a heel. He's been a dick ever yeah. since he's turned on. Tommaso Ciampa returns full-fledged heel. Mm-hmm. All right. With, now you have Finn Balor, which he started off as a heel when he returned to NXT. Yeah. But then in recent months, he's just kind of been a badass and not necessarily a heel. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of been like getting face reaction. At least that's how they're trying to portray it on NXT. Yeah. And then you have Adam Cole, where in theory he was a face during his Pat McAfee match, but he necessarily mm-hmm. never had like a, a, a legit face turn. Yeah. So you really have like a legit face in this match. I want to say I'm 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 leaning towards Tommaso Ciampa because he never lost the NXT title. Mm-hmm. He had to vacate the title because he was injured. Yeah. That's why we got Gargano and Cole mm-hmm. last year in 2019. Yeah. So I'm kind of leaning towards Ciampa, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put it on Balor.
1: Well, and again, NXT, like you said, we, we, we don't have to call it getting called up to the main roster because it's not. is It is a roster in itself. So now what you have is you have four guys that can go. You have four right. guys that could mess with your emotions that could make you feel for them as a, as a baby face. And two seconds later, they're kicking somebody's ass. Right? Mm -hmm. So you're right. This could be a match of the year. This match right here. Why? Because all four guys, I think are very good at storytelling in their matches. And the, the last person you would want to hear this from, but Randy Orton did say that I think it was this week where sometimes with the new style of wrestling, you lose that storytelling in the ring, right? So I think with these four guys, 60 minutes is more than enough time for them to paint you a story and take you on that roller coaster that you're looking for, you know, those highs, those lows, those, uh, you know, n- near falls are like second nature nowadays, but these guys make it mean something.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I can't wait for this match, bro. I- I- at the end of the day, no matter who wins yeah, in this tourway, We're all going to be winners because they're going to give us one hell of a match.
1: No matter what happens, we're all going to be winners. No. no. Sorry.
0: So let's talk about uh, something that happened at SummerSlam, which it's funny how this happened because I put a little teaser out before SummerSlam even like, you know, before it even happened. Yeah, yeah. So Roman Reigns returns. Um, after The Fiend defeated Braun Strowman to win back the Universal Championship.
1: Somebody said, what, Reigns, what if Roman Reigns was behind Retribution? That was your post, because we're actually putting it right on the post. screen.
0: Was, which got everyone yes. on our IG and on Facebook spinning or whatever. So, so Roman Reigns returns, he attacks The Fiend, he attacks Braun Strowman, right? Mm-hmm. So instantly people was like, oh my God, Roman Reigns is a heel, yada, 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 right? <laughs> which, if you think about it, right? there's two sides of the fence you could look at here when it comes Uh to Roman Reigns at the time on after what we saw on Sunday one is like he attacked two heels in theory right yeah so how is Roman Reigns a heel okay but then at the same time you look at it and you're like well he attacked both guys for no reason that's not really a face thing to do either yeah but you saw a little different attitude of Roman Reigns one
1: let me not say say
0: he just didn't talk <laughs> like right, right. So let me lay, exactly mic. it's not a different attitude because there's been times <laughs> where he has talked shit in his yeah. matches. Um he's just like, you know, uh you you're just a freak in a match to to break uh-huh. wide. He also he also told Braun Strowman, I made you um he had a new set of grills. Congrats to Roman Reigns. Listen, yeah. anybody that's making fun of Roman Reigns because he got new teeth, all right, are the same people that got jacked up teeth, okay? Of if I had that money and I had some jacked up teeth, guess what? I'm fixing my grills too, all even, right?
1: Even if you didn't have jacked up teeth, like, hey, <laughs> I want to get new teeth. Like, I got the money to do it. I'm not going to be on, on TV. I can go through the whole process of, you know, of, of getting the prosthesis or whatever the hell he got, right? He got right. yeah, more than enough time. Now- what I do like about this? Don't have him talk. Don't have him overact, right? right? You you had him come in, you had him beat up some guys, you had him leave. People were speculating, was is, is he a is he a good guy? Then you have him on, on on your show. Then you have him, you know, hey, they're knocking on the door, he's not answering. Then he goes in. Very minimal talking. Let me look it was this very over. minimal
0: Roman Reigns, and that's something that we've been very critical. Not maybe not in his recent run when yeah. he came back from beating cancer, but bef- pre-cancer, before he before he got diagnosed with cancer again. One of our biggest criticism on Roman Reigns is less is more with Roman. Yeah. We know we don't need to see Roman Reigns in multiple angles. But you now, keep in mind, back then, this is when we still had fans in attendance or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just oversaturated us with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Fast forward to SmackDown, we're running this gimmick where, uh, what's my man? Uh, this dude, uh, the the, the big guy, Adam Pierce, the big Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce is getting all these signatures from Bray Wyatt from the Fiend, and he needs to get a signature from Roman Reigns. SmackDown ends with holy fucking shit.
1: Now, Ladies Roman and is
0: a Paul Heyman guy. OK, he's a Paul Heyman guy, which this is a perfect pairing. Oh. I think this is great. My man. I,
1: OK, so we're on two years of episode 44. Right. So because I got the memory today. Right. And I think back then we were talking about how Paul Heyman, if you're going to turn Roman Reigns heel, if you're going to make him that tweener, because I don't think you can ever turn him full heel, right? Especially in this day and age where everybody's going to get butt hurt about if they say something that you don't like, right? But I think Heyman is an asset if you're trying to get your guy over, right? This this whole I'm a Paul Heyman guy, right? Even though WWE uses as a gimmick, you right. put anybody with him, and, and I think even with, um, with Curtis Axel, if you would have left him a little bit longer, or Cesaro, if you would have left him a little bit longer, he could have put them over. Because, again, just that picture, that visual of Roman Reigns looking like like he's about to kick some ass, right? And then you kind of see Heyman like in his ear, like, yeah, you should do it. They're talking shit about you. They've been talking shit about you this whole time. You know what I mean? Like, that works for me. That's storytelling. That's something that that will now connect people. People that like Heyman will now like Roman because they like what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what you need. That's what I don't need him to talk. I need him to wreck and leave. There you go. Sell that shirt. WWE. Go. You know. You know what's gonna? It's
0: interesting because you know we us as a fan base, we lost our shit. Like, oh my god, Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. Now imagine. If this COVID era was done with and we have fan like fans in the audience or whatever, people would
1: pop for that. Of like course. finally, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Like <laughs> if if at any point you were supposed to mess with my intelligence, that's when you had to have Thunderdome <laughs> be high. Like ah And right. no, they faded to black. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if at any point you were gonna like feed the noise in, that's when you had to do it. You know um, what I mean? Like, I was waiting, you know, for, for at least some kind of sound, and that shit faded to black. But, again, visually, like, you have, again, that look. If, <laughs> if your 2020 wrestling album had to have a cover, that's your cover right there. Right. Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. It's like you're selling the soul to the devil kind of thing. But you know what? I like this. If they're going to go this route, where now you're going to start to have Roman not turn full heel, but become that tweener, right? Right. That's what's going to get him to connect with a lot of people.
0: I think and you know what. Um, obviously, Roman Reigns had to turn around the second he he came back from the from beating cancer once again or yeah. what or whatever. Uh, he started getting a very positive reaction from the fan base, but I think now with this him being a Paul Heyman guy. I think people are going to be even more emotionally invested with him, you know, because yeah. it's like, wow, we are finally get to see a Roman Reigns as a badass, you know, mm-hmm. and him being aligned with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is the type of guy, nine times out of ten, he can make something out of gold when it makes sense. Yeah. When it makes well, sense. Just, and this right here makes sense.
1: Well, just look at the Shield. Well, who right. are your talkers in the Shield? Rollins? Ambrose. And Ambrose. And Ambrose is had- the first one. Yeah, all you all you had Roman believe that. That's it. And then put your fist in. Like that's all he did. Believe that. That's all my yard. You know what I mean? That that's but it but again, again, it goes back to that was believable. Right? That was believable. Where these three guys came together, you know, you had your muscle, you had your crazy guy, and then you had your 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 thinker, right? So with this, I think is the next progression. And I like this pairing, because right. then you can also build that whole Roman and Brock Lesnar. You could build that off of just having Heyman. You know what I mean? Right. So, again, right. hopefully it helps. Surge obscure is saying, hopefully new music and no vest. I think the vest, you're stuck with it. Like, there's nothing we could do about that. Uh, music, Maybe. But as we know with WWE, they can't come up with new music. So I guess you're stuck with the ton that with the generic uh, Shield music.
0: I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting if somehow tonight, tonight would be the perfect night for Roman Ways to win the title because yeah. The Fiend doesn't have to get pinned. Braun Strowman just could catch that L. So then, like, on. Friday, next Friday night, I'm just waiting for Paul Heyman's like, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed universal heavyweight champion Roman Reigns! That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm waiting for.
1: And then as soon as he does it, then the whole uh, Thunderdome's gonna go, yeah! <laughs> Fuckers. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right, Leo. I got a question
0: for you. Who do you think had a Who do you think had the better debut match? Me, Pat huh? McAfee or Dominic Mysterio? Because they were both really good.
1: Dominic Mysterio, and I'll tell you why. So, By the
0: way, but Dally. before before you give me your opinion on Dominic Mysterio, Dally. to me that was my favorite match of SummerSlam. Yes. Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins. That was the match that I was very emotionally invested into it and
1: it had me on the edge of my seat. You were emotionally invested, but you didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, right? Now, and me personally, that that's how I felt about that match. Now, And it might be perception because, again, and it kind of goes back to remember what I was telling you last show. I was like, you have to get him away from that whole luchador feel, right? Because Mm -hmm. he's too big to be a luchador. So, like, try to go the totally different way where, you know, if Ray wore a mask, don't have him wear a mask. If Ray was a high flyer, have him be technical. He looks a lot fatter. And I know I can't talk about fat because I'm fat, but he looked a lot fatter in street clothes than he did in wrestling clothes. You know what I mean? Like, the visual of it.
0: Dominic Mysterio's gear looked very uh, Mustafa Ali.
1: Yes, but <laughs> the way that he moved in the ring, it looks like he's putting the work in, right? He didn't look like Dominic David
0: Arquette. Is, you just said it right now, bro. Dominic Mysterio is putting the work in. Yeah. Man. Man, and, and don't get me wrong. The Pat McAfee and Adam Cole match was good, too. Yes. Very good. All right? All right. Uh, some of the things Pat McAfee did in that match from jumping from the fucking, you know, the ring to the apron <laughs> yeah. with like ease just yeah, to yeah. get Adam Cole that suplex, I was like, holy shit. Yo, shit. that match was really good. But
1: half I, of the roster can't do that.
0: <laughs> right. Right. But I don't know, man. I think you know what it was about Dominic Mysterio and Rollins. Yeah. By the way, can we praise Seth Rollins for the tights? A
1: Halloween Havoc types. Oh yeah, I, I was. Like, what I'm doing is as we're talking, I'm actually putting the stuff that we've been putting on the page. By the way, really good job on putting all that stuff on the page. Uh, if you guys don't follow us, make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders and tell two friends about it to follow us. Dude, that's like next level mind games.
0: That was great. I, I love it. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, it is mind games and story, but in re- in reality, it's a tribute.
1: Like but, you're fucking giving a tribute okay. to the guy. But you you have to. You have to be thinking on another level to right. come up with that, right? The, I, lo- I love those tights. That 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 whole look, it's over there on the other side. So that whole look doesn't happen <laughs> if you're part of the circle, right? If you're just flying home, resting, coming back, doing your rounds, going to yeah it, it doesn't happen if you're part of the loop. That happens when you actually say, okay, what can I make me, me, Seth Rollins, what can I do to play mind games, to add to the character, to go against your son and to bring such an iconic look? Because if you watch WCW, when he debuted that look, you were like, yo, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Right. So, again, for you to bring it back, what, 30 years, 20 years after after it originally happened? And for us wrestling fans, we're like, oh, shit, that's right, Mysterio's the attire you know you know
0: this might be i don't know man you know for for years my favorite uh I, i'm a i'm big on championship belts designs and i'm also like i like uh tights like i like wrestling oh, yeah. tights like the designs and stuff
1: so you like the the you zach know, my, rider one and one
0: my favorite seth Rollins set of tights was from SummerSlam, i believe 2015 when they were in brooklyn when it was title versus title against John Cena, it was the World Title against United States Championship. Yeah. He had like the White Ranger gimmick, like it was all white. Well, that was my favorite set of tights. Shout out Seth to Ron. the
1: pro- shout out to the production team because right there, it's on screen. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> that's my favorite set of tights from Rollins. But this right here nah. with Mysterio, like the Mysterio tribute, that it might be right there. That's how good it was. Nah.
1: No, and and that's how good it was. And and that's what it is because so. There's not much as far as presentation, like, because it's supposed to catch your eye, right? That's ultimately what you want. You want something to catch your eye. You want something that's on screen to make you stop whatever you're doing, whether you're flipping through channels or whether, you know, you're just, hey, let me check it out. See what's going on. Right. You want something to catch your eye. Again, I was never big on this whole, the whole Brody Lee's name in WWE. I totally forgot. I'm having a mind fart. Luke Harper. Luke Harper. I was never into the whole white wife beater with the same, you know, sweat stain every week. Like, I was not it, a fan of that. It, cause it, cause it,
0: he looked like a dirty mechanic. Yeah, like,
1: like, dude, take a shower. Like, have the sweat mark somewhere else. You know what I mean? But I And I understand that this whole day and age with wrestling, you have to have that same look. You know what I mean? Like, because of, of merchandise, because of everything, you know, that I, I understand that. But there should be at least one time in the year, and I think it's becoming SummerSlam, where you're able to try something, try something, try a new tight, try a new color, you know, new color scheme. Try something mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I don't mind seeing Seth Rollins like this, right?
0: It was great. I, I loved it.
1: But you know? but even even down to like the the Rollins top part is pretty
0: good when it comes to tights though. Because now now that I think about it, I think the tights that he wore when he won the Rumble last year, I forgot what color scheme there were but I think that was it was like connected to like a baseball team, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then the tights he wore for Survivor Series last year when they were in Chicago was like the Jordan uh attire. I thought that was pretty dope, too.
1: Uh, I'm trying to look Seth Rollins Rumble, it was like an orange and black,
0: it was like orange and like navy blue, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, on the picture, it looks black, but yeah, I, I know, I know what you're saying, but but again. The John Cena uh, jorts, right? Like, dude, I'm tired of that look. I'm t- I'm sorry, I'm tired. Just the same way we were tired of the of the Hulk Hogan uh, yellow and red, and then when he went on and put on the black and white, I was like, dude, I'm all in. You know, right? So right. Uh, again, it's th- and I don't. Okay, uh, you're right. It was navy blue. I'm sorry. I actually pulled up another picture. Uh, it says Royal Rumbles with the Bears. There you
0: go. Chicago. There you go. That's what it was.
1: And, and it was funny because even like the shirt and everything, like, because again, it has to do, he was wearing a vest before he came to the ring. And that's where it said Rollins in the bag and the, and the insignia. But anyway, off topic. But what I'm saying is this. And I understand, again, I understand that it has to do with imaging and it has to do with, you know, you trying to sell your toys and all this and that. Right. But, Every person that gets into anything that has to do with entertainment, they are creative people, right? And I think that's one of the things that you and I actually hit it off when we first started talking because we were both very creative in, in, in our in our fantasy booking and our match thinking. And, and, you know, we have two totally different uh, sides of the opinions, but we're able to understand each other, right? So with wrestlers, they're all... They are all very creative. But what happens is nine times out of ten, they get held back because, eh, I don't want to try that. Eh, I don't want to try that. You know what I mean? Like, And I think with Rollins, he's at a point right now where he's earned that spot to say, you know what, I want to change my tights for the next pay-per-view. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, me personally, I would like for other people to also have that opportunity. You know what I mean? for them to show their creative side. You could talk all the shit about you uh, about the Hardy boys, but you only actually got to see what Matt was about when he started doing the broken gimmick. Cuz you yeah. didn't care about that that version 1.0, you didn't care about, you know, any other shit. You didn't care about the Hardy boys light shit that he was doing. You needed something totally different in order for you to connect with them. Bully Ray, same thing. You were tired of the uh, of the Team 3D, you were tired of the Dudley boys. What did he do? Reinvented himself. The Bully Ray character has nothing to do with the Dudley boys.
0: Yeah, I think the Bully Ray character is very underrated. And I even think the Aces and Eights storyline is very underrated because, you know, TNA TNA at that time just had like such a negative stigma.
1: Dude, but it was it was such a good storyline. Right. It was such a good storyline because you know what? Uh, They're also the Bears colors, uh, navy blue, orange and white. Thank you for Chris Brown. Yeah. So we got it. Uh,
0: X actually shout outs to X, um uh, yeah. the show. All right, so uh, right. he actually he actually corrected us. Um, there were astral colors because they were in Houston. Ah,
1: okay. Well, there you uh, go. This is live. So I'm, so. listen, I'm not a baseball guy, <laughs> but I know X is the baseball guy, so I'm a it does make i and, and listen, guy. and listen, astral
0: colors are Chicago Bears colors. adjacent Jace, let's be honest here. <laughs> but but again, I and I nonetheless, it's dope looking tights. Oh, oh,
1: but okay, but. Again, what, remember, and, and it's funny, because remember when you had the Wolf Pack, right? Talking about the whole NWO thing. They all had the same color scheme. But every single person, from Sting to Kevin Nash to uh, K-Dog, they all had their distinctive look. Again, let them be creative. Tell them this. You have black and red. Come up with something. And I'm pretty sure that if I tell you or if I tell X or if I tell Chris or if I tell anybody that, that listens to us, I give you two colors, come up with tight designs for me, right? Every design is going to be different. And there's going to be some good ones and there's going to be some bad ones. But once you collect all that information, right, you can come up with some really cool shit. Right. And I think, unfortunately, with, with this whole machine that the WWE is, a lot of that stuff gets dropped. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of... When you get told no three, four, five times, then you just write it down. You know what I mean? Like, you don't tell anyone. And that kind of hurts the business. I'm sorry. That's the way that I see it. Rant number two.
0: Dale. Speaking of... Uh, no, no, no. 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 T- I'm telling you, when, we, whenever, when I write the description for this show, Leo goes on full-fledged rant on the Thunderdome. I can't wait. All right, um, right. Thunder- let's talk about... uh. Dale. Oh, let me bring this up before we before we move on to this one topic I really want to talk about and Not I want it. to get your opinion. Uh Wade Bear returned to the WWE this week. He did uh, color for uh, NXT and he's gonna be doing color next week for NXT NXT. You think uh you think this is a permanent stay? We we have seen him I hope do so. color from the NWA, but you know the NWA is in limbo right now. What do you think? You think uh uh your boy Wade Bear stays with NXT?
1: Of course. Of course. I think what one of the biggest dropped opportunities was to have this guy be your guy and it has nothing he should to do world champion leo he should have been world champion of course it's real to me uh, I, it has nothing to do with my interaction with him at wrestlemania 30 which by the way was fucking awesome but side note if you guys listen to our show you probably heard about it about 300 times um but, How good was the bad news Barrett gimmick? It was amazing, dude. I actually found out was it like two weeks ago that Cody Rhodes was the one that came up with that. Cody, yes, Cody, Cody Rose was behind that. Was the one that came up with the 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 bad news Barrett, if you will. You know, because it was a thing backstage. But what did that do to you? That you had a guy who sounds like a, a James Bond villain, right? In wrestling, like you cannot, you cannot like write out a script that fits perfectly than somebody like him and somebody like Seamus, right? And I'll tell you where they drop the ball. When you stop, when you start making them comedic characters, when you start making them shticks, they lose the essence of what you had at the beginning, right? You lose that essence. Now, people could say, yeah, Nexus died when when John Cena nixed the whole thing and he beat them all. No. That whole Nexus thing and that whole Wade Barrett thing died. That could have kept going. It died what they did afterwards. Right? Right. Now, Wade Barrett by himself. He he okay, he got let go, he went ahead, started doing some movies, Stu Bennett. Showed up in well, a couple of promotions. He didn't, he didn't he, get let go. He
0: just didn't sign a new contract. He wanted his release.
1: Eh, he didn't want to do anything. Right. But why? <laughs> because he was he kept getting the short end of the stick. This guy here. It,
0: just, it was such a missed opportunity with him. But but dude, and especially because he was always entertaining. Right. He course. was always entertaining. Whether he was in Nexus, whether he was in the core when he became a singles guy. But then when he did the Bad News Barrett gimmick. That changed them. I'm like, holy shit! And it's funny because it started off him doing like these bad news, bad news segments. It was first a stand, but then week after week, they started putting him in the platform, and
1: they would just skyrocket this guy so high just to deliver bad news. But again, because and I'll tell you this, and it kind of goes back to what we're talking about right now. You put him out there with a stand because you don't believe in what he's gonna do, right? So hey, you're injured. Just go out there, right? They probably gave him a couple of talking points. Maybe they wrote it out for him, whatever it may be, right? But he delivered it with so much passion, Mm -hmm. and he was on point with what he had to say, that now you listen to what he said. Now, as a WWE executive, you started to see, hey, this guy's getting over on a shitty gimmick. He's getting over, right? So, and that's when you start investing into it. Now that's when you, okay, now you bring out a light, now you bring out a platform, now you bring this, now you bring that, let's try this, you know what I mean? Like, And then you started putting into storyline. But where do you drop the ball? In the execution. You should have had him, not even, you know what I mean? Like, Have him in, in meaningful storylines. I know not everybody could be at the top, right? You have to have some mid-card guys. But even some mid-card guys feel like the real deal.
0: He was he, and don't get me wrong, he he did win the Intercontinental Championship, I believe, five times. But mm-hmm. he could have been a world champion. He, should he could have, have been Mr. money in the bank. You know, like he. It's just a missed opportunity. But I am glad to see him doing yeah. commentary because I think he's great at, at doing color.
1: Uh, they dropped right. the ball uh, when they took the bad news gimmick away from Barrett. That and and again, and that's people from the chat. But to me, Wade Barrett as a talker. And we saw it in NWA. We've seen it in other things that he's done. He's good, but now that he's gives amazing. you that gives you another asset because if you're watching NXT, you're waiting for him. Like, what if he stood up and hit Brazango? You know what I mean? Like now that blows it out of the water. Oh shit, he's back! You know, uh, you know, imagine it. Imagine if Wade Barrett's behind Retribution. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean,
0: he's led factions before. Why
1: not, right? So, But you blur the lines, right? Mm -hmm. I'm doing this now because when I had the core, when I had uh, um, Nexus, Nexus. McMahon took it all away from me. McMahon didn't know how to book it. The WWE didn't know what to do with it. They had a gold mine, and they threw it away. Well, now I'm taking it back. And I built an army. That's it. By the way, the mm-hmm. big guy is Dijak, but we're just going. People are like, oh, it's terrorizing. Fuck you. Go. All right. Um, oh, oh, CM Punk and Triple H are behind Retribution. CM Punk would actually make sense. Just saying. It would make sense, but I don't see that happening. Uh, all no. right. Um, it's probably more
0: Lastly, before we talk about, uh, yeah, when you when you don't have a game plan, just blame it on Hornswoggle. Lastly, <laughs> the, uh, to finish up with WWE, show. before we jump into AEW, <laughs> uh, Renee Young. She's done with WWE. Yes. Uh, I think this is a tremendous loss for WWE because I think she was a role player in anything you put her in. I think she hit home runs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, apparently there was. Um, she started looking at WWE, I think, a little bit differently when she got a COVID. Uh, apparently, rumors were out there that she didn't really get calls from management yeah. you know, to see how she was doing or whatever. That gave her a sour taste in her mouth. And I think maybe
1: mm-hmm.
0: that played a factor to her decision on leaving WWE. Uh, she's also the type of person. Listen, she's so good. She doesn't have to be in the wrestling world. You know, I, no. we all live it. We live – we from what – the people that we associate with, you know, us doing the show, we get the whole, oh, my gosh, she's going to AEW. She doesn't yeah. have to go to AEW. No. Yeah. She, she could do – she could go to ESPN. She could do a show on ESPN. You know, she could do a sports show on Fox. Like, but, she could do a hosting show for anything. So – You know, would it yeah. be cool to see her in AEW? Yeah, it would be cool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like – we need to get this mindset out of our heads that anytime somebody gets fired or they or yeah. they ask for their release, they're gonna jump to AEW. AEW's not gonna sign everyone.
1: No. No, not at all. Uh X is saying she needs to bring herself to ESPN and she needs to make that money. So A- check so, B-
0: X has the right mentality.
1: So check this out. So you said that she can host any show, right? Any type of show. Right? I
0: think she could, I could not that I watch this this type of programming, yeah, yeah. but I think she's so good she could host like 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 a view type show. You know that show The View? Yeah, yeah. With like a whole bunch of women. But, I
1: think but, she could do something like that. That's okay. how good she is. Okay. Mind blown. Check this out. So what is the number one thing that that wrestling fans watch T V shows for that don't have wrestlers in? Women. Mm-hmm. So what if you have ESPN? Fox Sports, right, FS1, they're they're trying to, they had the the deal with Backstage, right? It had ratings, then COVID happened, right? Got canceled. But what if fs went right to her and said, you know what, I like what you were doing with this. What if you have a women's sports show that you have a couple of different women that have been in in different sports, whether it be basketball, baseball, you know, because you do have women in that field. What if they're putting together a show centered around females? She's the perfect host because she has the pedigree of being right. of being in in a, in a total male dominated sport. Which whether you like it or not, WWE is still a sport because what these guys are able to do athletically, like we said before, a lot of people can't. Right? So if wh- she
0: used to do a show like that, you know, and just talk about everything, you could also even have like women. From, like, the wrestling world coming to but, the show but, but, and talking wrestling. They're not just wrestling, just in general. But, like, if you have, like, a panel of women, no. she's the main host in different re- in different sports world, whether it's the tennis world yeah. or the soccer world or, or you know, the WNBA world. You just have a different panel of women. I think that would be great.
1: And, and it will be funny if, like, FS1 or ESPN are actually able to do this female revolution, like this women's revolution that the WNBA right. try to pull. Right but they're actually going to do it because I'm going to tell you the truth. If they do put a show like that again, I will watch it just to see what, what, you know, the other perspective, because I'm tired of, and including us of having just dudes talk about sports. You know what I mean? Like, again, I've known females that know more about soccer than I do. Okay. So, what she's been able to do, and again, you got to remember how she came into the company from Canada with the aboot and everything, and she had actually learned how to not say aboot. Uh, she actually said that on in an interview. Um, that I think it Jericho, was Jericho. Yeah, it Jericho. Was Jericho. Yeah. So when you look at it, right, she could potentially go the Jonathan Coachman route where, hey, you right. started in wrestling, then you went to do sports casting, and then maybe you come back or whatever. But she has the pedigree because she's able to, she was the host of all these pre-shows. She was able to take Booker T, Kurt Angle, Pat McAfee, uh, Rosenberg, all these different people. And the Carrot Top guy, I forget his name. You were able to take all these people and put them together. But she was able to hold. That's that's Sam Roberts. Yeah, him. She was able to keep all that in control. You know what I mean? Right. Like that says a lot about a performer where you have people that have been in this business collectively about 200 years in that panel. And the one with the least amount of experience is able to control that room. Right. Mm -hmm. So her separating, if you will, from WWE, I think is great because, and I'll tell you this in every company, right? You have the one guy that looks like he doesn't do anything. But does it all, and you don't know that he does it all until he leaves. That's what's going to happen with WWE. So now, who's going to host these pre shows? The Miz, apparently. <laughs> I mean, and, and listen, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on WWE because it,
0: while it is a tremendous loss for yeah. uh, for WWE Renee leaving, I think Charlie Braxton and Kayla, Char- Charlie and Kayla. Yeah. I think they do a great job. But at hosting, but. At hosting, they do a great job at hosting, okay. but they're definitely not at that Renee level. Renee, Renee hosting to me is just gold. Yeah. You know, I it, think Charlie and Kayla could get there, but they're definitely like maybe like a notch or two underneath
1: Renee. Yeah, but how long? How long has she been in the WWE? Who? Uh, uh Renee. Renee. Because uh, it takes man,
0: time. I want to say maybe maybe eight years, seven years, something okay. like that. So, I'm sure I'm sure one want of, one, of, one of the thoughts is gonna correct me <laughs> um
1: but it takes time for you to get to that point right right it takes right, experience right, right. it ta- it takes messing up on on an obscure show that nobody would watch you know what I mean for you to try things like right. how many times have you actually watched the bump I've listened I
0: love Kayla Braxton. I love her but I've never watched the bump okay but I okay okay but then going back to like Praising Kayla and, yeah. and also Charlie last weekend, they, they brought back talking smack, right? Yes. And everybody was like, yo, this is petty on WWE's part. Now that Renee is leaving, they're going to bring back talking smack or whatever. No. I watched it and it was Kayla and the Miz. And I thought it was really, I, I enjoyed it for the 25 yeah. minutes um, that the show was. I thought Kayla did a good job, but you know, for what it was, I thought it was a good show.
1: So I I actually sat down and watched a couple of the shows of The Bump. I saw the one where they actually brought in uh, Davy Boy Smith and they had Cesaro on the camera, like on the big screen. Now, again, and I'm a visual guy, right? Like, you know this, there's a thousand times where I'm like, oh, I don't like the way this looks. I want to change it. I want to make this look better. I want to, t-. like, that's why if you look at our shows. And I'm over here
0: telling you, I'm like, Leo, leave it alone. It looks fine.
1: I'm like, no, man, it needs to move like an inch. Right. right? But Leo, there's too much on the <laughs> screen. All right. All right. I'll take it off. Uh, so <laughs> minimalism, Leo. So, but but the thing is this. So if, if you didn't watch the bump, right, you wouldn't have noticed that they were having issues with the delay. You wouldn't have noticed that they were talking over each other. But again, that's what I'm talking about. Renee young had a chance to try out these things, to learn from it, to know what to do if that's to happen. Because remember at the end of the day, you're doing a live show and it's happened to us when we're doing a live show and the power goes out. It's happened to us when we're doing a live show and your mic doesn't work. It's happened to us where, you know, we got everything ready to go and then the the internet connection goes down. You know what I mean?
0: Or it happened elsewhere. We're talking, and then Sam is going on on like a spiel about something, and then he completely freezes, and then he goes like, "And yeah, that's all we, all I have to say." And I'm like, yeah. "Sam, we yeah. didn't hear anything you so You gotta say try, it
1: again." Try to say it again, and then like it's not <laughs> even the same. But what I'm saying is this: you learn from those experiences, right? Right. A- and again, we're gonna be the biggest critics of what we do, you and I, and we know this because we've been since day one, like the biggest critics for us is us. You know, right? taking
0: a peek behind the curtain, I listen to any we do an episode, I listen to it yeah. and I'm like, OK, I need to work on this. I need to work on that. I didn't like how this came out. Mm-hmm. I'll tell Leo, Leo, I don't know what you did with the sound in the beginning, but yeah. it sounded horrible. Like
1: I, I go back because. But but that's the thing. Our,
0: own, our own biggest credits, like we don't want
1: to put uh, a sloppy product. No, not at all. And, and but that's the thing. So now with Renee. And with anybody that that does any type of hosting or any type of of managing of a show, right, there's things that you learn on screen that it doesn't matter how many times people tell you, you're not going to get it, right? Again, it's about that cadence. It's about that timing. It's about that, hey, you know, Sam's mic kind of broke off because, hey, it's live TV. It's internet connections. You know, you never know what happens. Especially during this COVID era. We kind of ha- – and which I think for the most
0: part, the transition has been good for us because yeah. we went from me going to your house, you know, in your studio. To our studio. Every come other on. week. The
1: fourth wall. Hey, banner Right.
0: Every every other <laughs> week or every week to, to your house, we record there live. And then at times, Sam would come with us. We went from doing that yeah. to doing it on Zoom either weekly or biweekly. And I think the transition has been pretty pretty – On the positive end. Yeah. Better than what we expected it to be.
1: Of course. But but then that's also a learning curve. Now, for us, it's just us talking shit. We have people that like what we do, and that's fine. You know what I mean? But something like a WWE style where you have millions and millions of fans, right? They're going to be very... They're going to be a pain in everything that happens, right? So what am I trying to say with this? Renee's leaving. Now you have these two girls that are able to come in, or these two women that are able to come in, and take that hosting role. Because, again, what about the girl? You know what I mean? Like, if you have a girl, people will go ahead and tune in. What about the girl? Oh, Especially Charlie and Kayla? Listen, uh, you don't so, tell me Charlie. I'm going to I know. But I think it's unfair to them because they haven't been able to have that learning curve. And I don't think the WWE is willing to wait for them to have that learning curve. You either do it or you don't.
0: I, but you know what? Like I said, I think they're like a notch or two yeah. underneath Renee, but I think they've done a great job from what I've no, seen. No, no, no. I'm not has, that been away. Doing, has been doing the pre-shows for mm. NXT Takeovers, yeah. um, you know, for for a while now. So mm-hmm. I think she does a great job. Kayla has definitely transitioned not only just a backstage uh, interviewer, mm-hmm. but obviously she does the bump. Now she's doing Talking smack, yeah. so she, she's she's. Evolving as a mm. as a on air role, yeah. So I think I think they'll be fine. I I personally think they'll be fine.
1: By the way, total side note, and I just noticed this now. Your backdrop and my backdrop backdrop are awesome because that shows. Hey, you like wrestling and football. Mine's like, hey, I like wrestling and soccer. Just saying, it's something that I looked at and, right. And now.
0: then with hands <laughs> on the show. Oh, he's just like Funko Pop. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk. All right, let's talk about AEW, bro, because there's some things that we need to talk about AEW. So remember <laughs> like- the last episode we did? Yeah. Uh, we we talked about there were some spoilers that leaked out yes. about uh, Saturday's episode of Dynamite. Remember, mm-hmm. we got Dynamite on Saturday, and they went semi-head-to-head with TakeOver. Yes. So one of the the biggest news, uh, I wouldn't even call it a tidbit, it just the, the main event was... Brody Lee destroying Cody mm-hmm. and beating him, beating him for the TNT Championship. Like he dominated, and then they did this story where uh, the Dark Order pretty much took took out uh, the Nightmare Family, and yeah. Cody got taken out with you know in a stretcher or whatever, right? So initially, when these spoilers came out, there was a a lot of a false information that got leaked out. The one of the rumors was yes, Brody Lee won the TNT Championship. But um, Eric Rowan made his debut and helped mm-hmm. Brody Lee win the championship. That yeah. was one of the initial rumors, and then there was other nonsense that that uh, rumored. Some were true, some weren't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these spoilers that got leaked out, right? So initially, when I came across it, and listen, I don't search for spoilers, but you have these assholes sometimes online that they won't even give you like the spoiler alert type thing and then they just put it there and I'm like what the fuck is this garbage right yeah. so initially I was like kind of upset cuz I'm like what the fuck why are you hiring these XWDB guys like you yeah. can't do this so Brody Lee picks up a big win he captures the TNT championship and I kind of had mixed feelings about it initially why cuz the TNT Championship is a secondary title, right? Cody okay. has been building this championship, and it's like, well, I like Brody Lee, I like the guy. It's like now you're putting the title once again mm-hmm. on an ex WWE guy, yeah. which it's. I think that's a an issue AEW has. But seeing how things has progressed, watching Dynamite this week, seeing how the Dark Order as a unit has made a big turnaround, and now we come to find out that the reason why they wrote Cody out. Mm. Of the story was because he's going to be uh filming this show called Heels with Stephen Amel. Yes. I-, I think it was the right call. I think it was the right call uh, putting it on Brody Elite, but I don't want to see this continue. Meaning, we can't put these titles always on XWWE guys. Meaning, am I cool with Brody Lee being the TNT champion? Absolutely. But I kind of would have liked to see maybe Scorpio Sky be the guy that defeated yes. Cody. And then Brody Lee comes out of nowhere. Maybe Scorpio Sky makes an open challenge, like at all out. And Brody Lee demolishes Scorpio Sky. And then you have Scorpio Sky, like, wow, you took this moment away from the guy. Now Scorpio Sky's in the chase. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would have liked that a little bit more, but I'm okay with it. Uh, like I said, I, I think that's one of the issues AEW has is always depending on the ex WWE guy. Okay. But I, I'm okay with the Brody Lee uh, win. Uh, what do you think about Brody Lee's win here?
1: Uh, I kind of, it's kind of like the same way, what, what, the way you see it. Right. But my thing is this, right. And, and this has always been like my, my thought process. You have to go with it, with the two thirds rule. Now, what is the two thirds rule? Right. <clears throat> if you take a title and you put it on every single ex WWE guy, then you're just a WWE light. Right. And I think this was one of the things that TNA was able to do great at the beginning, because you kind of and did have. <laughs> Again, because you did have the, kind of that two thirds rule where, yeah, an XWWE WWE guy would get it, but then you also had two new guys that your AJ Styles, your Samoa Joes, you know, your Christopher Daniels, that people not necessarily didn't know about, but you also had them win titles or had them get pushes, right? So what I'm saying in this, as a whole, right? If you're going to have this TNT title for the year, right? Then okay, have XWWE WWE guys win it a couple of times. But then also have your homegrown talent win those titles. Even if it's right. Sammy Guevara, again, don't put it on just X WWE guys. Don't feed into the machine where they're like, oh, you're just a WWE light. You know? Build these guys. Again, that's what that's what TNA did so great at the beginning. Even though you had Jeff Jarrett win the world title every other day. But in NXT in, in uh in the X division. You had ex WWE guys, but your your talent that you were growing there. You had them winning your tag titles. Same thing again. It's the two thirds rule. If you're gonna push an ex WWE guy, then push two of your guys too. You know what I mean? Because then you don't want when you're looking at you know when you're looking at your little screen of the matches. You know you don't want every single guy to be ex WWE. Because if if you look at it right now for the, that tag team gauntlet, the natural nightmares, the young bucks, which I have on screen, the best friends and FTR, right there you have a one third rule. Because the only people that that have not been in the WWE are the young bucks, and then the guy that's with uh, Goldust. You know what I mean? So again, you don't want. I think I think
0: I think uh, Trent Trent was in WWE, but not Chucky e. T. I don't think he was in the WWE. Wasn't no. Chucky
1: e. T like developmental?
0: I don't think so. Not that I know. Okay, I don't remember him being, but he could have been because there's a lot of people that were in developmental that we never seen, but ever. uh,
1: Luchasaurus. Uh, but again, just you don't want you don't want to add fuel to the fire to let people have an argument to say that you're WWE like You know what I mean?
0: Well, listen, the WWE diehards, the the AEW haters, the AEW haters that don't even watch the product, they're always gonna say like. Oh, another XWW WWE guy wins the title, or whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. No, look, uh, AEW only signs XWW WWE talent.
1: Yeah, but um, let's hope so. Let's hope so that that this Brody Lee thing leads to, like you said, a Scorpio Sky going after it. You know what I mean? Like somebody having a, a collective. And I right. think
0: no, let's not make yeah. no mistake. The Dark Order as a as a unit, they. They they had a big turnaround compared to what we were watching in November yes. when you had the the Putty patrollers not even connecting with punches yeah. like <laughs> during during that like chaotic melee. So now they they make a, a big turnaround. I think they're uh, they're finally finding their niche and some of the also vignettes we see on being the elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the YouTube show. I, I think the Dark Order is definitely on a good place, and it's a, it's a, it's a big turnaround. And I am happy for Brody I don't I don't want people to think I'm not happy for the guy. No. It's just that the whole little stigma of X WWE guys just getting opportunities and these stuff. I you know I don't want it to AEW to stand for that. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Of course. Um, speaking of the elite man, uh. <laughs> The lead implodes, bro. Uh, we, we talked about the Gauntlet match just now. And Adam Page cost the Young Bucks
1: mm-hmm. the
0: opportunity that FTR ended mm-hmm. up winning the, the Gauntlet match. So now they'll be facing Kenny Omega and Adam Page for the tag titles at All Out.
1: Yep.
0: Adam Page is now out of the Elite. Um, the Young Bucks, they they let Adam Page have it. They called him a drunk. Uh, they said he's gone from the Elite and it's like now the elite is pretty much the core 3. That's it. Like yeah. the original 3. The OG 3, it's the Bucks and Kenny Omega. That's it. And based on what we've seen in previous previous episodes of AEW, Kenny Omega's kind of teasing the return of the cleaner, you know, the New Japan mm-hmm. Kenny Omega that that we once loved many many moons ago. So the elite to me, they they're they that, that's it. I think they're done sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, Marty Squirrel, he's not part of AEW. And now he has all no. this, you know, allegations Issues. out there. You know, we don't we don't know what's happening with mm. him in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh Cody Rhodes, let's be honest here. Uh, mm-hmm. they didn't even come for the save. The, the there no. was no elite members found. Uh there were no nowhere to be found when they were getting attacked by the Dark Order, right? There wasn't so, even has a Cody tent. been part of the elite? Not really in recent months.
1: Yeah.
0: Adam Page is out and now um it looks like Kenny Omega might be the next one. What, what do you think about this?
1: Well, and I think you don't want to take a storyline or take a group or take a faction that's the same thing and and run it into the ground. And I think that we were talking about the NWO before. I think that the, uh, the NWO, NWO ran its course when you started separating the different groups and when you try to reinvent something. Like, I think, take the original hit. Right? Take the original hit of you putting something out there that is polarizing, that is, you know, leading the the trend. But you can't be doing that six years from now. Right? Right. And I think with being the elite, it's ran its course in the sense of, yeah, it's okay because you you further storylines in it. But I think, and again, if we were going to name this Essence Show, because you kind of lost the essence of what it was. Like if you were to tune in to being the elite now or what they're doing now, it's totally different than what they were doing when they were like teasing AEW, remember, or when they were teasing what they were gonna do, or just being part of the Bullet Club. All that stuff, it's kind of fizzled out already. Right. I'm okay. If they go their separate ways, because then again you blur the lines, you bring that into storyline. Hey, the cleaner's back. Hey, you guys have helped me back ever since AEW. I've never been able to be the person that I was. That's why I was stuck in this stupid uh thing with you know what I mean. Like again, blur the lines. So can they be back? Yeah, because what happens is, and same thing with Charlotte, and I think we're gonna touch on her a little bit in, in a little bit. But same thing with Charlotte. You don't see her in the WWE TV, which makes you miss her. So when she comes back, you're going to pop. So I think with being the elite, I think, do you keep doing the show? I don't know. They might find a way of doing it, you know, whatever. Being being, being the elite at this
0: point, the show past transition where they, they have different characters now, and it's not only focused on the elite. It mm-hmm. actually hasn't been that way in quite a while. So being yeah. the elite, the actual show, is still going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the elite as a Itself. faction, it, 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 it's uh, it's in its dying days. And maybe uh, two years from now, we'll get the elite reunion. I don't need it to be like The Shield, where they were no. having a reunion no. every six to eight months. No, like no, I don't no. want that.
1: I forgot what what singer in like the Spanish market did his farewell tour, and his farewell tour took three years. <laughs> so, just saying, I don't want that to happen here. Like, break up, break up the group, have them go their separate ways, have them build what made them great at the beginning. Like,
0: like you know what was in what I liked when they got back together because it was perfectly told, and it, it was a. Uh, when Shawn michaels and triple h got back together to form dx Mm -hmm. that was years of building up beating the shit out of each other they feuded for years and then they slow slowly started teasing that they were both in the same they they were both in the same mindset before they came together to form dx again like that was like a such a good well-told story like i wish they did something that whenever the time is right when the elite finally breaks up and then like two years from now, they come back together. That's something I would like them to do. Like tell the story the right way. Yeah.
1: Like don't of, uh, don't even have commentary. Are... Talk about it. Like don't even have commentary. Say, "Hey, Oh, right. they, these guys used to be in the elite. No, make it subtle. Okay. Like, hey, make it a yeah. look, make it a fist Let pump. Let the audience forget. Of course. Of course. So wh-
0: what I, else do we have? Speaking of the elite, uh, we talked about Kenny Omega. You know what would happen in a perfect world?
1: Right? Uh, what would happen in a perfect world? I'll have a six-pack. No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> in a perfect world, you have All Out. Yes. You have uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page defend those tag titles against FTR, which is happening. And FTR wins the tag titles. After the match, maybe Adam Page destroys Kenny Omega or something. Like Adam Page turns full heel. And we see Kenny Omega disappear, right? Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega then enters himself in the G1 in e Japan. So now Kenny Omega's gone, and then he comes back as a cleaner. That would happen. That would you know happen in a perfect world. I would love for that to happen. Is it gonna happen? No. I'm not sure, but I would love that to happen.
1: But okay, so AEW, who do they have like working relationships with?
0: Well, I mean, I, I guess you could say they have a partnership now with NWA because uh, with Thunder Rosa. Doing all out yeah. against uh, um, Hikaru Shida for mm-hmm. the women's championship.
1: But okay, so so we know what happened with Kenny Omega. We know that Switchblade wasn't supposed to be at the at the G one. It was supposed to be Kenny Omega. There, there's still some bad blood there. So, and we've talked about Jericho doing work overseas. We've talked about um, Moxley doing things overseas. So again, what if okay, you want to break the internet, right? Again, now break the
0: Internet. Kenny Omega coming back. Like, listen, watching one of these fucking New Japan shows right at three, four in the morning. Right. You know how they they always do when you're watching the show. Like, usually it'll be like midway through the show. They'll run like little promo packages like what? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, It's coming. Right. Up and coming. Right. If they for the next New Japan show. And I'm just saying hypothetically here. They announce the competitors for the G1 and they show the graphic Mm -hmm. of Kenny Omega. I'm telling you, Leo, the wrestling
1: world Bro, is going to lose their fucking mind. You don't even need to show Kenny Omega. Show a broom. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If they show a broom, they're going to be like, oh, my God, Kenny Omega's return." And, and and again, and, and you could, again, blur the lines, right? So you have him come in, right? You have him do the, the G1. You have him lose because you don't need him to win it in order to have eyes on your product, right? No.
0: He could, listen, there's so much you could do with Kenny. He could have a good, obviously he's going to have a great showing, but you could build that in New Japan, right, before he comes back to AEW. Like, he could have a great showing, maybe make it to, like, the semi-final or whatever it is, right? And then, based on who defeats him or whatever, you could build a feud for there for Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, again, you you have that working relationship. And, And with everything that's going on, again, we've talked about it here where, The Kenny Omega that we've seen in AEW is not the Kenny Omega we saw in New Japan. No. Not even close. So not saying that Kenny Omega's trash now. That's not what we're saying. It's just not the same, it's not the same performer. As 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 a wrestling fan, right, we are very quick to say, oh, I don't like this. Right? But the difference is, is not how many times you say I don't like this, it's how many times you say, hey, I like this. I like what they're doing. I like what they're trying. You know what I mean? And and I think that's what we always talk about here is like, yeah, we talk about WWE and AEW and what they do right and what they do wrong, right? But we talk about what they do wrong is because, again, don't insult my intelligence. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what Kenny Omega could do. I know he can go. But I haven't seen that in AEW yet. Yeah. Yet. So now, have that... 'Cause you need that working relationship. You need to have that crossover stuff because again, you're trying to grow as AEW, trying to grow your global existence, right? New Japan would love to have Kenny Omega back. That is the Kenny Omega is like their Hulk Hogan. Listen, Kenny Omega, talk about like us out here in the
0: States like exploding if fucking Kenny Omega was to go back to New Japan to do the G one. But fucking the Japanese audience over there? Yeah. They lose their fucking minds. And fucking, you'll see women crying in the audience if Kenny Omega was to return to
1: New Japan. But oh shit, I'm gonna cry. But at the end of the day, like, let's hope that they do it the right way, right? There's so much. And we're not saying it's gonna happen. We're just saying no. Here. Shit, that's like ninety percent of our shows. Uh but, <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Like, you have these people, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. You have these people that are. They're very um, they're very good at what they do. Let them experiment things. Let them try out things. You know what I mean? And just knowing that he's already established there. It's okay. I don't need to see him at AEW every week. Have him be away from our TV for a little bit. And then have him come back as the cleaner. You know? Like, mm-hmm. a- again, it's how you storyline build it. Going back a little bit, Sami Zayn. I like what WWE did with Sami Zayn. The whole interaction that Sami Zayn had on SmackDown with him showing up in front of Matt Hardy saying, I never lost my title. I'm here with Jeff. I'm sorry. Uh, And then the whole interaction that he had with with, uh, Cesaro and Nakamura. That was great.
0: Man, I'm hoping I did a post yesterday. I'm hoping we get like a, a unification ladder match.
1: It's on screen. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's that's what I'm hoping for. Uh when it comes to Sami Zayn and Jeff Hardy, that's what I want. That's what I'm praying for. Nah. Um uh, but we gotta wait and see. But it is great seeing Sami Zayn back.
1: Yeah, but, but again, the way you bring him back into TV makes sense. You just don't have him show up in in a backstage, you know, promo. You know, if if you would have had the interaction with Cesaro and Nakamura. Come on screen before the Jeff Hardy thing. It wouldn't have had the same impact that it did when the roles were reversed. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Like again, the music hitting him coming out, confronting the 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 new Intercontinental Champion. You know, saying I didn't lose it. It would have had it had more of an impact. No pun intended. Then I just think I think
0: it's I just think it's amazing. Just see Zamby Zayn walk around with the title too, because it's like
1: in theory, he he has he has a he has a case. He yeah. never lost a title. Yeah. So a- again, we as wrestling fans, we want the best for the business because we know that wrestling was at its peak in our lifetime when you had competition. Yes. Absolutely right. So and that's what we want. That's what we asked for. It's real to me.
0: All right, let's let's wrap up, Leo. Let's. Uh, we do that's have a pay per view uh, next Saturday, All Out. Um, you know, and this is, might be an uh, unpopular opinion. Dale. All right. No, we, we can't but, we
1: can't use that. That there's actually another group that does a show like that. We can't use. Unpopular
0: okay, views. so this might not. This this might sound <laughs> a little bit negative, yeah. but I'm not trying to be. negative. <laughs> so on. we. This is technically this is like the third incarnation of this paper because the first one was all in yes then we had all out and this is the second all out yeah technically it's really all in but you get what i'm trying to say i i I feel like this card is good but i kind of feel like it's a little bit underwhelming all right and and i don't want to sound like i'm trashing it because i'm sure the show is going to be great but but i just think it's a little bit underwhelming compared to all out and all in. So, my ha- opinion.
1: Have they announced what the matches are going to be yet?
0: Yes, we're gonna we're gonna break them down right now. That so, is. for for example, talk about underwhelming, right? So, they did announce this week that there's going to be a tag match. Okay, there's going to be a tag match. By um, the way,
1: there's a there's a rugby anime called All Out. Just saying, just found that out today. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I so t- a- I typed All Out and it says uh, All Out anime. So there you go. Just something we learned today. Go ahead.
0: There's a tag match. I think it's, and I could be wrong here. And, I, and if I'm wrong here, please correct me. I think there's a tag match. I think it's it, it's either the best, I think it's the best friends and SCU, right? Okay. Versus the Young Bucks and Private Party. And I think the winners of this eight-man tag then will face each other at All Out.
1: Like a one-on-one?
0: No, no, no. Like, yeah, like a one-on-one tag match. Okay. So, to me, like, the Young Bucks, you know, they're they're faces of the AEW brand. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like the Young Bucks should have a bigger role at this pay-per-view. So, like, I, I don't know. Just my opinion. I think they—they, they, you know, it's the Young Bucks. They're, they're, they're the one of the—they're fa- two of the faces of the brand. I think they should have a, a bigger slot on this pay-per-view. I'm surprised. Well, don't get me wrong. I think Kenny Omega, Adam Page versus FTR. It's going to be an amazing match, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of surprised with the story they're telling that this didn't end up being a, a three-way. Yeah, with the Bucks being included in this.
1: Well, uh, I'm looking right now on, on Wikipedia. Hey, thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, they have seven matches on the on the line here for All Out. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at them right now. Yep. and
1: there's one uh, TBD versus TBD. Now, what That's is that? That's
0: the match that I was telling you about.
1: Yeah, so you don't know. That could be. You know what I mean? Like that could be. Last-minute change. Like, hey, you know, uh, Cody comes out. Hey, you, you guys could be part of the match. I don't know. Well,
0: not it could, Cody. It would be Tony in theory.
1: Well, it could be with would would <laughs> would would a, would a $10,000 check. Uh, But at the end of the day, like, you'll have him out there. Again, you're right. Just looking at the card, if you will, right? The only match that kind of stands out for me that I would want to watch that I would be emotionally invested in will be Moxley and MJF.
0: No, I think that no. To me, Moxley and MJF is definitely you have you we're all invested. And like I said, I'm not shitting on this card. Yeah. I think the card is good. I think the show is going to be good. AW Put out great product, you know. Mm-hmm. Even when we're not even interested in the match, we still are like, "Wow, that was a great match." That's not yeah. what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is based on All In, which was the first show, in theory, mm-hmm. that 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 pre-led AEW, and then we had All Out last year. I think this is kind of an underwhelming card. You know, you have this random uh, eight-man tag, which they they kind of that they made this tag match. Because of what, the, the 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 you know the little uh, melee that we got on Dynamite, which is the Dark Order, we have Brody Lee, Coca Bana, which I, they've been teasing Colt being part of the of the stable. Evil Uno, Evo Uno, and Stu Grayson versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares, right? Yeah. Like this feels like a Dynamite match. It doesn't feel like a pay-per-view match. All right. Then you have the 20-man. Then you have the 20-man Casino Battle Royal, which they've been having the ongoing gimmick, right? They've been doing this ongoing ongoing gimmick at their pay-per-views, right? You have Darby Allin, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starrs, Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, and then more to be determined, right? They're mm-hmm. going to announce more competitors, and I'm sure there's going to be some, some surprise competitors in this match. But, like, DDP, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix yeah. were, like, in a prime time match at last year's All Out. So you have the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, not really in big matches here. And okay. I and I understand that they're not always gonna have big matches. But like All Out is supposed to be like somewhat like one of their major pay-per-views, right? Yeah. Is the main one. They're not in big matches. Yeah. They're like one of you know, you can make the argument that one of them is double or nothing. You can make the argument that all out is the other one.
1: Like No, no, because All In was your first one, right? So that, that's your marquee show. Now what I did well, All Out, right? So what I did right now is I just pulled the card from all in, all out 2019 and all out 2020, right? All in 2018, if you will, right? You had a pretty good card. You had Cody, Nick Aldis, Hangman Page, Joey Janela, Jay Lethal, Flip Gordon, Kenny Omega, Penta. You had good. It felt special, right? Right. Now. All out 2019. Private party against Angelico and Jack Evans. SoCal uncensored against Jurassic Express. Uh Pac versus Kenny Omega. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen. Like these matches meant something. Cody, Sean Spears, Lucha Brothers, and the Young Bucks, like you said before, Chris Jericho and Adam Page for the title. It felt special. Now this,
0: like I said, this show's this show's gonna be good. But it doesn't – to me, to me, it doesn't feel as big as previous shows they've had. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand also, oh, but we're living in a COVID era. I get that. But even like Double or Nothing that we got recently, yeah. right, that felt big. Even during the COVID era, it felt big. This just does not feel that big. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the show is going to be amazing. We're like, wow, mm-hmm. man, they, they really – it overexceeded. It exceeded my expectations, yeah. which it probably will. But like on paper, it just doesn't feel that big. Like, don't get me wrong. Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. Th- listen, we've talked about NWA in the past. Mm. I'm investing in this match because yeah. Thunder Rosa could go. I love Thunder Rosa, and I like the whole concept of AEW Women's Champion versus the NWA Women's Champion. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, we know the tag title match between Omega. Page versus FTR, we know that's going to be amazing, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have here's the curveball. You have Chris Jericho Orange Cassidy 3 in a Mimosa Mayhem match, which by
1: by the way, this has
0: listen, this has Vince Russo like WCW running all over it. Now, I'm not going to shit on it, right? But it just sounds too gimmicky. I'm sure they're going to make it work, right? I'm sure they're going to make it work. But Real recognizes real here. It sounds very Vince Russo WCWS.
1: It sounds very, uh, what was it, Linda Bagwell in a pole match or yeah. Judy Bagwell in a pole, Judy, on the pole match? There you go, Judy. It kind of feels like that. Our boy acts is same, but Double or Nothing was the first show under the AEW brand.
0: That's if- why, that's why, that's why I was telling yeah. you, Leo, that, that you can make the argument that that's like 1A and 1B, right? Okay. Those are their two. Those no, no. are their two marquee
1: shows. I know, but if you wanted to make Double or Nothing your marquee show, your WrestleMania, if you will, and I know you people don't want to use that term, but hey, every show has the WrestleMania show, right? Which is right. your number one show, your Wrestle Kingdom, you know, your your Starcade. It's, it's the number one show. Your Slamiversary. Right, 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 right. So, if you wanted to separate yourself from the All In brand, which wasn't under the AEW brand itself, then don't follow it up with All Out. Give it another name. So in other words, in in my eyes and the way that I see it is your number one show has to be all out because this is the the all in was what actually laid the groundwork for what was AEW. That that was the intercourse that perceived the baby that's AEW. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So you can't tell me that that you're you're messing around with a guy named Jose and then you're going to name your child Jose. It's still the same. It's still your number one show.
0: Right, right, right. That, that, that's why, and, and listen, it, it's all from the eyes of the beholder. That's why I, I, yeah. I put it out there. All out and double or nothing. That's 1A, one 1B, one however, yeah. however you want to see it. Because I can see, I can make, you can make the argument for both. That's yeah. why it's like double or nothing, all out. It's either 1A or 1B, however you mm. want to see it.
1: Well, it's kind of like WrestleMania, just, SummerSlam.
0: hmm You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just... And listen, this show is going to be good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're we're going to watch it. Of
1: course, uh, even if it, even if it's not good, we're still going right. to watch it. <laughs> we have
0: Moxie and MJF in the main event. Yes, uh, we had a great promo back and forth between both guys this past week on Dynamite. Uh, Moxie will not be able to use the paradigm paradigm shift in this match.
1: I love that part.
0: You and MJF has to win this, of right? Of course. Uh, by, the, has to win this match.
1: by the way, Wikipedia has the stipulations for these matches. And going back a little bit to Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, the stipulation is a Mimosa Mayhem match. It says, match can only be won by pinfall, submission, or throwing your opponent into a tank of Mimosa. Now, let's look at wrestling-wise, right? <laughs> if you're going to invest all that money into getting a, a, a tank filled with orangey-colored uh, water... You're gonna use it. It's a prop. You're not just gonna oh, spend I'm all that. No, no, no. No, he, he's gonna win by getting, small
0: package. Listen, someone, someone's getting dumped in that fucking mimosa, and it's gonna be Jericho. Orange Cassidy's going over. Of
1: course, but again, mm-hmm. I love the part that like, yeah, it could be won by pinfall submission. Yeah, you're gonna go for a small just, package there, Mick dude, Foley. It
0: just has to it, listen, and I'm sure we're gonna be entertained by this. Yeah. But man, it has Vince Russo
1: 2000 all over it, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Uh, but I'm going to tune in. You know what? We're all going to tune in. You, you We're have, all going to watch it. The, you have this, the the 21-man casino battle royal. Hopefully, they do something good with that. Hopefully, it's not just a throwaway, you know? Um,
0: we got we to gotta get some surprises there, too.
1: Of course. We have to. And I, I'm sorry. I know I said DDP before, but I really don't want to see DDP. <laughs> okay, okay. And I'm a DDP all guy. Right. I got the DDP yoga upstairs. I just never do it. But what I'm saying is this. You already had the pop for him to come back, right? In ring, right? Bang, right? That's it. It's over. Do something else. Bring somebody else back. NWA right now is not doing anything. Hey, Nick Aldis, have him show up. You know what I mean? Man, listen. You want I would
0: love for Nick Aldis to be in this battle royal and win it. Right now, I, I will love it. Right now, I think Nick, Nick Aldis yeah. to me, I think he's very underrated. I don't think people give him the credit that he deserves. Mm-hmm. And I think he's done wonders for the NWA brand and that championship.
1: When when you look at him, right? And and I know we're going all over the place, but I don't care. This is our show. If you don't like it, I don't know. What about the girl? Go, anyway, what I'm saying is this. Right now, you have NWA. COVID happened, right? The worst thing that could happen to, to the world. I don't think anybody in their craziest mind thought, December thirty first, twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty is gonna be my year, but hold on, there's gonna be a global pandemic where everybody's gonna fucking start dying. Right? Nobody right. ever thought of that. So the NWA right now is in a standstill, right? There's some things mm-hmm. oh, it might be sold, Ba ba ba. Billy Corgan said, no, it's not gonna be sold. But as a as a business person, okay, if I can't run shows, I can still use my talent and I can still pay them and still have them be on TV. So again, that's where hey, you're having all out. Let's try it out. You're trying to go to that to that second show that you're trying to do AEW Dark. You're gonna need more star power, right? So use this opportunity to showcase some of the guys that you had on there. You know what I mean? So and and how do you do it? I mean, you're already doing it with Ricky Starks. You already brought him in. Sparks, Starks, whatever the fuck his name is. You.
0: You got Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston was part of the NWA. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is coming in as the NWA Women's Champion, you know, be champion so, versus champion. So, the you, NWA. so you know, NWA.
1: you know, and again, conspiracy, everything's at work. Why would you have the NWA title even talked about, right? Or, or, or have her in that role? if you don't want people talking about NWA, again, there is a working relationship that maybe we're not privy to because, Hey, we're not at the C suite or higher or make checks for $10,000. Um, but at least you know that there's talks. Right. So again, if you want to break the internet, cause that's what everybody wants to do now. Break the internet, you know, wreck and leave. You should break the internet in the back fucking Roman reigns. But what I'm saying is this, you want people talking. What's more talking than have Nick Aldis show up with oh, the twenty pounds would, of gold? Dude,
0: I would I would pop big, and then he just, if he wins the battle royal, he cuts a scathing promo saying like he's not only the world's world's champion, but he wants more world championship, and he goes after the AEW world title. Yeah. That, that yo, that's money. Yeah, that's great.
1: Of course, but that's but money. again, it's storytelling. right? We forget about this. At the end of the day, wrestling is looked at as a carny, right? Wrestling is looked at as as a rotating circus, you know, as, as a traveling circus. But what people forget, you need to have good writing in order for that to happen. Whether the writing comes from writers, whether the writing comes from Vince McMahon, or whether the writing comes from Vince Russo. This, you need to tell the story. Now, the wrestlers could do it in the ring. But you also need to have a crescendo, a peak, you know, a drop, suspense. Again, blur the lines. I want to tune in. I'm gonna tune in. You're right. On paper, I, there's nothing that jumps out. Other than again, do I really want to see Jericho and Cassidy in a Mimosa match? No, I don't. It's <laughs> you know. But again, so now imagine us that we love wrestling. Right, right. That we're iffy about watching it. Imagine somebody that's like a casual fan; they're not going to tune in for this shit.
0: Oh, believe me, the the AEW haters are having a field day with this fucking match.
1: So, but hey, aside from all that, it could be something that we need. So we're going to tune yeah. in. We're going to watch it. We're going to yeah, enjoy it.
0: Listen, it might be one of the. It might be something where we're like, "Holy shit, yo, this is actually really yeah. good." You know, of course. But, all right that that that's really? a, that's a wrap, Leo.
1: That is a rap. My voice only cracked about 38 times, but I think I'm the only one that noticed. But it's okay though. Uh, and my and Leo, my energy drink your... is gone. So brought to you by Leo, Leo. What's your plugs in? Uh, just follow us everywhere at uh well Lucha Outsiders, uh, Show For Waleo, and everything that we're doing. Uh, if you guys are doing a podcast, I know somebody is doing a podcast. A DJ, anybody, any person that is um, what's the word I'm looking for? Creative. We're looking for those people. We're looking to grow. Right now, we have about 25,000 people that have downloaded the Los Radio app. If you haven't downloaded it, go and download it today. And it's not 9 dollars like the WWE Network. It's actually free. Uh, and tell your friends about it, man. We're uh, we're like the little engine that could. We're like ECW. Fuck that shit. We're ECW, baby. So there you go. Duh. That
0: was Duh. it. All <laughs> right. I got actually a, a, a couple of plugs. Let me give yeah. a shout-out to a couple. Uh, we're, uh, Let me give a shout-out to our third man that's not here, Sammy Suplex. Uh, He'll be making his return in the coming weeks. Uh, I'll say he'll be making his return sooner rather than later.
1: Let's just put it that way. He's going to be that surprise entrant. So when when we get him, it's going to be a surprise to you guys. There you go.
0: He he'll, he'll, he'll make his return. All right. We're going to
1: we're going to pop his music.
0: <laughs> let me let me also give a shout out to uh Storyline Tees. Yes. They're powered by uh 20 by 20 podcast and also our homie Dream Match Wrestling. Uh they have a uh, uh, pretty cool designs out there. Uh I actually copped two tees myself. Nice. And we'll be uh you know some things are coming up so uh stay tuned for that. Yes sir. Also, let me give a shout out to uh Game Changer Wrestling next week. So next week, it is All Out Weekend. But that Sunday, they are doing a a doubleheader with this company called AIW. It's going to be two shows back-to-back on the Fight app. Shout-outs to Fight TV. They also, uh, you know, repost some of our stuff. So, you know, if you guys like wrestling, definitely support the smaller companies. Support Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, Check them out in the Fight app. You can find me at RatedR87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere—Instagram, Facebook, Twitter—and okay. if you miss anything on today's show, definitely check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast leads. And that is it.
1: Good thing we did two hours, bro. Like,
0: like hey man, this is what the we do, nose.
1: bro. On the nose.
0: This is what we do, bro.
1: One <laughs> thing you know, we, we were the- gone for
0: two weeks, and you know we had a lot to cover and we didn't really cover everything No, because I, I saw some people talking about they wanted us to talk about the the two women power trip you know with sasha and bailey and then there was some other stuff in there and it's like listen we we, we can't talk about it
1: but right? and, and and you know and that's the thing because wrestling is not something that just stays it's always moving there's always something new something different something happening uh and again it goes back to just people being creative that's what you want so I want to thank everybody that was on the chat today, um, and again, just share the video, man. That's all we got to do.
0: Also, let me remind you guys: if you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Itunes, SoundCloud, gonna be fancy Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, app, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, also iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Yeah.
1: So yeah, dude. Hey, it's crazy, but just remember, just remember one thing: COVID is not done with. So don't think that hey I can go party. It's still out there. Wear your mouth. Yeah. Where your fucking mats. It's still out there. So <laughs> uh go man.
0: Alright, for the old man Leo. Yeah. For Sammy cool Yeah. I'm your truly Mr. Rated R, keep Rated R, and stage your sweet.